0: So you'll notice here I've got some Bibles, Ne, Apparently when I was not here, our doctor Sam also had Bibles. Praise the Lord. So this is just to let you know that uh, I didn't know that Sam had the Bibles. But I think it's a very good sign that the Lord wants to teach us something. Amen. So let us be attentive. Uh, I'm not going with the flow. Hallelujah. But I'm going with Jesus. Amen. All right. So, So the top Bible that you see here... As you can see, uh, the, I got this Bible in varsity. Hallelujah. And then this one, when I met my wife. This one. <laughs> so, you, you know, so, so, so to, if you are preparing to get married, hallelujah, you need this Bible. Amen. And this one was for my wife as well. I will not show you her small Bible, but it was smaller than this one. Amen. So, it's levels, hallelujah, it is levels. So, but for today, I'm going to be talking about these two Bibles, amen, because I'm trusting all of us to be in this level, amen. I'm not saying get married, but you must be in this level, praise the Lord, amen, amen. So, so welcome church, my name is Sonwabise, I'm known as Sobs with a Z at the end, I am from Umtata and... My wife was here just now, for those who do not know her. And I've got two awesome babies, Alona and Olua. Amen. So I was visiting, I was visiting my, uh, wife's rural, home, uh, two, two weekends ago. And I just had this love for Kosa people, you know. You see, when, when you visit the Kosa people, Zolus, you must, I, I encourage you. When you visit Kosa people, when you visit them, they greet each and every person. So it's like if you are ten of you, your entire family, and you enter, the elder will greet everyone one by one and will ask, "How are you? How are you? How are you? How are you? How are you?" And then the elder will come and sit and then start talking with the elder who came with you guys. And that's how much love Kosa people have. So and uh, that is why many people marry Kosa, like Mr. Mkwizu who's here, you know. So so I love Kosa people. So. So, so, I think, I think that is one of the reasons why, uh, for those who have visited our lovely Eastern Cape churches, they greet the youth, they greet the, the, uh, the decoy, they greet the bishop, you know, it, 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 it has to do with the coarseness, the love. It's nothing traditional or religious. Which brought me to think that that is why politicians, Bablindo, if you'll allow me, that they always greet everyone they never miss anyone so you'd find that for the next 30 minutes they're honoring every honorable member uh, in in the, in the setting which then brought me to think again that probably whoever started politics was a xhosa you know you know so so because i'm a xhosa i love all of you praise god for every nation hallelujah We have to take note of all these nations. I'm going to honor everyone (laughs) as well. Amen. I'm going to so for the next 30 minutes I'm gonna be honoring. And then whatever I have to say, I will say it in 15 minutes. That's politically right. (laughs) I didn't even all right. So so I'd like to greet. Firstly, I'd like to honor my mother. Guys, my mother is in the house. Mama, can everyone see you? My mother is in the house. Yes. Uh, yeah. That is my mother. So she, it's the first time she'll be witnessing me ministering. Amen. So I'm going to be behaving a lot. Hallelujah. All right. So I've honored my mother. I'd like also to greet these people. Firstly, I'd like to greet the John 1, 12s. Hallelujah. Moment of silence. I am greeting the John 1, 12s. Well, the Bible says that John 1.12s are the children of God. Ah, Jesus. Secondly, I would like to greet the Genesis 1.27s. Show yourself Genesis 1.27. You are the image of God. Genesis 1.27. I'd also like to greet the Jeremiah 1.5s. Come on, guys. I am a Jeremiah 1.5. Anyone who's here, anyone who was known in the womb by God... All of us, eh? All protocol observed. Hallelujah. And last but not least, I would like to acknowledge this is the level of Uncle Malcolm now. The first Corinthians twelve twenty sevens. Hallelujah. It sounds like I'm seeing those jail numbers, twenty sevens and twenty eight, you know. But now this is for the Bible, Amen. Now, the first Corinthians twelve twenty seven are the bodies of Christ. Hallelujah. So that is also all of us. Amen. And the best ever category of people I want to honor this morning. Amen. It is drum roll, drum roll, drum roll, come on. There. Stop. The first Peter two nines. Woo! Come on, guys. We had this one recently. The first Peter two nines, these are the chosen people in this house. These are the royal priests in this house. These are God's special possessions amen all protocol observed amen i'm done i'm done thank you father let us pray lord we thank you for this time we thank you for your word speak to us god minister to us minister to me father avail myself speak to me transform me lord transform us in the name of jesus that Deben will never be the same again south africa will never be the same again and the world will never be the same again because of this morning. We thank you, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. So, today, church, we are sort of finishing off our transformation series. So, we have had amazing, amazing, amazing speakers, uh, preachers, if I may say, over the past four Sundays. And we had our mother of the mother of the mamfundises, Umamu Trish who was ministering on what it means to truly thrive. That we need, I loved her illustration, she was like, we need to operate in this level. And this is the spiritual level and not the natural level. That everything we see, we must see from this place and not from that place. Also, we had our other mom, Fundisi, Umamu Knox, and she was teaching us about being self-aware and being authentic. And one of the key things she mentioned was, it is very important to take pause and introspect yourself that, Lord, where am I? And she made an example of David where David was saying, Lord, examine me and so that you can work with me, Father. And then we had the awesome, mighty Dr. Sam of the house, and he was talking about overcoming the fear of men. And he touched on the life of Jacob, how he limped afterwards and he became Israel. And what he was saying When we, uh, when we are, when we find peace in God, it is easy for us to find peace with man. If we are not, if there's no peace between us and God and we do not seek God for ourselves to find peace, we will not be able to function in the world around us. And we have the mighty Mac, our evangelist of the house, and he he spoke about overcoming loneliness. And what he said about loneliness, that loneliness is everywhere. It can be where you are, around the church, it can be around leaders, it can be everywhere. But what matters the most is we need to know that God is there all the time. We need to know that we can call upon God at all times. So today we are going to be talking about overcoming rejection. And rejection is what we face daily. So we are going to take everything we've learned and we are going to say no more, enough with rejection. By the time we are done today, you will never be taken down by rejection and never again. By the time we're done today, amen. Yes, rejection will come to you, but it will not take you down. It will face you, it will come in many angles. Hear me very well. It will come in many angles, but it won't take you down. You will remain stronger than rejection. Actually, this time round, when rejection comes, you will be stronger than you were before you were rejected. Amen. So that's what we're going after today And we have many people here Who have been rejected in many ways Some of you are applying Uh, We regret to inform you That we are unable to take you Amen We praise God for those rejections, hallelujah You will understand why I'm praising God by the time we're done But some of you have been rejected by your spouses Some of us here have been rejected by our children Some of you have been rejected by that tender that you never got That's rejection some of us have been rejected by customers in our businesses. Some of us have been... Rejection is everywhere. It's everywhere. Some of us have been rejected by our siblings. They don't call you anymore. Uh, your mother doesn't call you anymore. Or you don't call your mother anymore. We've also rejected. I don't know who you rejected this morning. But rejection is wherever we are. And by, by the time we're done today you and I will understand what it is and how we need to operate in this world. Rejection is part of life. And that's what I came to conclude, that it is part of life. But we do not operate in this level of rejection. Amen. We operate in the spiritual realm. So here, rejection doesn't touch us. It comes after us, but it never touches us. Amen. Amen. So, so let's look at Luke 22. I love this. Remember, I, I want you to remember this. Jesus was also rejected. And I want to just show you Luke 22, where Jesus was rejected by Peter. So it says here, Luke 22, verse 34. So ju- just so you know, those Bibles, we're going to get to them. But for now, I'm going to use this one. Okay. So Luke twenty-two thirty-four 34 says, Jesus answered, I tell you. I tell you, Peter, before the rooster crows today, you will deny me three times that you know me. So, Jesus is not rejected yet, but he knows that Peter is going to reject him. John 21, uh, 15 then says, same slide. It says, Jesus comes to the same Peter. Who, so So, later on in John 21, Jesus comes to Peter afterwards. So, Jesus is crucified. Peter rejects. Jesus comes back again, and he comes back to the same Peter. Next slide, John 21, it says, Early in the morning, Jesus stood on the shore. I want to fast forward and take you to verse 7. Now, this is when they saw that it was Jesus. Look who jumped first. Then the disciple whom Jesus loved said to Peter, It is the Lord. Now, Peter is told by the disciples. As soon as Simon Peter heard him say, It is the Lord, he wrapped his outer garment around him, And the Bible says he jumped off. And he went to Jesus. Now, this is the same Peter that had denied Jesus three times. Now, I love this. It goes on and on. And it talks about, more especially in John 21, how Jesus went back to Peter. And he says, Peter, do you love me? Do you love me? And he asked him three times. Now, here's what stood in my... In my, in my heart the most was that one, Jesus was never touched by rejection from Peter because he knew why he came. And whether you reject me or not, Jesus was not like, okay, change of plans, I'm not going to the cross, the people are rejecting me, uh, let's take longer to go to the cross until people stop rejecting me. He didn't say that because why? He knew why. Same thing God was with him. God is saying, God didn't say, Hey son, I've these people, they are not in the same WhatsApp group. Change of plans. Jesus still goes to the cross. Now look at Peter. Now Jesus is rejected, but because he knew why he came, he continues. The same Jesus comes back to Peter because what Peter did, did not define Jesus. What Peter did, did not move Jesus. Because Jesus came for all of us. Those who rejected him and those who do not reject him. So that they may believe. Are you with me? Yeah. Same thing with Peter. John 21. Same thing with Peter. Peter jumps off the boat, goes to Jesus. Now, if I had rejected someone, oh my goodness, condemnation would hit me. Yo, Jesus. You know, I've been avoiding him. I said that and that. But the same Peter, out of remorse, out of the love of Christ... He, he overlooks what he did because he knows the God he's going to, and he knows that what he did, he probably regrets it, and is like, Lord, I love you. And he goes to Jesus. So let's look at the next slide, the quote from Mark. He says, rejection does not mean you are not good enough. It means the other person failed to notice what you have to offer. This is what rejection means. Now, if two things that we are going to take home today, just two things, and these two things I'm going to give you, they will sustain you for the rest of your life being a Christian. Every sermon will be touched, will always hit on these two. And every sermon we've ever had before has always been touching on these two. And these two things that I'm going to tell you is, one, if we want to overcome rejection, if you want when your in-laws reject you to overcome that, if you want to overcome your manager when they reject you, these two things will sustain you. Because rejection is going to come. When that job application does not meet, when you, you put an offer and they don't give you that, how are you going to respond? Two things that will sustain you. One of them is one, you must never, ever, ever, Forget what God said to you. You must never forget what God said to you. Ever, ever. If you miss that point of forgetting what God said to you, the promise that God gave you, then rejection will take you down. But praise God for his grace and mercy, you are going to bounce back. Praise God that we're going to meet again on Sunday and we're going to remind you and praise God for connect groups because we're going to meet there again and we're going to remind you again and thank God for conferences. We're going to meet again and remind you again, but never forget the promises of God over your life. We're going to talk about those. And the last one and the most important one, actually equally as important as I've said is, love the word of God. Love the word of God. You see, if you love the word of God, nothing will touch you. This is how we get to experience the love of God, through this word. Only through this word. There is no love you can ever experience without reading this and studying this. So you've got to love this. When we worship here, it is because we are getting a revelation from here, from the word of God. Genesis, let's go back to the Old Testament quickly. And I want to show you this, why I'm saying never forget what God has said. And I want us to learn from some examples in the Bible. Why? So if you look at Genesis twelve 2, 4, before we look at that chapter, I remember my, one of the first times I got rejected. You see, you see, when rejection comes, it is meant to destroy you and to separate you from people and for you to feel like, boy, you are nothing. When you will always be there and Jesus will always be there and when you cannot be there with Jesus. And that's what rejection does. So this lady, uh, before I married my wife, praise the Lord, I love my wife Jesus, I hope she's listening. So before I married, this lady I met, and our, before I became born again, and she looked at me, and she was coming from this Model C schools, well-known English, Pastor Wayne type of schools, you know, you know what I'm saying? You know, so so inum Tata, And she looks at me and we were enjoying our worldly lifestyle, you know, and she's like, hey, Sobs, you know, if only you were tall, you and I would probably uh, consider uh, being an item. Now, she says this in front of my friends. I'm like, oh, it's like all the percentage that was in my blood, it went out. I stopped enjoying myself that evening because it just hit me home. Okay, I'm short okay, thank God for my grandfather, you know, I took all those genes, you know, so so you, now my life changed from there every time I approached a girl, oh my goodness, I had to deal with my height first <laughs> to an extent that I did not approach some. so I knew now okay, all the girls from that school I'm not going to the edible let's try and see Tumlazi uh, High, or Go High, and see if height will be an issue there. But, but, here's what happened after that rejection story. And then I met my wife in high school. And funny enough, in my eyes, my wife was more beautiful, more beautiful than her, you know, and same thing Untando says. untando is like, hey, I want someone tall, black, and handsome. I'm like, oh, Jesus, I am gone. I am gone, but Look at where we are now today. <laughs> Happily ever after. Praise the Lord. <laughs> praise the Lord. Amen. Come on. Let's give God a hand. So, so here's what I want to say. This story I'm saying, it's not just about approaching the opposite sex. But it's the principle of rejection. Rejection is there to steal what God has said for you. And it is up to you to overlook rejection and move forward. Exactly what uh, Sam and, uh, and Wiz were talking about just now. Genesis twelve 2, 4 says, Now, God is speaking to Abraham, and God has spoken to all of us, but I want us to pick this up. He says, I will make you into a great nation. I will bless you, line I will make your name great. Whose name? Abraham's name, right? So, after God makes this promise to Abraham, this is what happens. Abraham lies about Sarah being his wife. Now, this is the same person who had received a promise. The same person goes to lie. Okay, so we're in the same boat uh, with uh, Abraham. eh? Abraham and Lot separate. They are like, chap, let's part ways before hell breaks loose here. They part ways. Abraham rescues Lot in Sodom. Abraham rejects Sodom's goods. The list goes on. It goes on as far as Sarah starts to treat Hagar harshly. Now before Sarah treated H- Hagar harshly it was because Sarah was saying I cannot have children anymore take my servant and sleep with her because that was the custom in that culture and you will have a baby Now after Hagar became pregnant Hagar treated Sarah with contempt Now then Abraham Abraham is like then Sarah goes to complain to Abraham and Abraham is like, no, she's your servant. Do as you please. Sarah, what does Sarah do? Treats Hagar harshly. I want you to read that. It's in it's in Genesis 12 from onwards. Hagar, Sarah then treats Hagar harshly. Don't we get people who treat us harshly every day? But I want you to see how the whole story unfolds. And then what happens thereafter? Hagar runs away. I hope I'm pronouncing it okay. So, Let's look at Genesis 16. What happens now? This was after Hagar ran away because Hagar was treated harshly by who? Sarah, right? Now Genesis 16 says 6 to 11. Your slave is in your hands. This is Abraham now said. Abraham said, "Do with her whatever you think best." Then Sarai or Sarai uh, mistreated Hagar, so she fled from her. Now she fled, ne? She ran away, I skipped the job, I'm uh, leaving this workplace, I'm dropping this business. She left. Now the angel of the Lord found Hagan near the spring in the desert. It was the spring that is beside the road. Verse 9 it says, then the angel of the Lord told her, what did the angel of the Lord say? Go back to your mistress and submit to her. Ooh, I can't Jesus, I can't, I can't. I, I can't deal with that manager. I can't. I can't deal with my siblings. I can't deal with that. Go back and submit to Pastor Wayne. Go back and submit to your connect group leader. This is what the angel of the Lord was saying. Now, look at verse 7. Verse 10. It says, the angel added, I will increase your descendants so much that they will be numerous to count. Now, the promise is being told, Hagar. It is the same promise that was told Abraham. It didn't change. It didn't change. The angel of the Lord also told him, you are now pregnant. You will give birth to a son. You, and you will give birth to a son and you shall name him Ishmael. For the Lord has heard of your misery. Now here, Hagar didn't. Now at this point, Hagar 1 did not know the promise that God gave to Abraham. Because he, she wasn't there. Now the angel is repeating the same promise he said to Abraham. Now look at this. Let's let's come let's come to this WhatsApp level. Now, if Ishmael is born, who's 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 the father? Abraham. Who will Ishmael's name? Uh, who? Who's old party? English, but 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 here here's what's going to happen. When Ishmael is born, Ishmael will carry Abraham's name. What did God say about Abraham's name? it shall be great. So, anything born of who? Abraham will be great. Amen. Now, something is about to happen here. Hagar makes a decision. I'm skipping the job. But God said, Pastor Wayne, all sons you raise, they will be blessed because of you. Do you understand? So, there was a promise. And the same promise was said to Hagar. Let's keep going. So, Some of us, church, we have done job rotations, and we have resigned. Some of us have quitted what God wanted us to do. Some of us have stopped our passions because probably your parents don't believe in it, your spouse doesn't believe in it, and so forth and so forth. All those people have rejected you and have made you feel like you are no one, you are not important as well, but God has given you a word. And one of those words that God has given you here is, he says, I know the plans I have for you and the plans, those plans are to prosper you. So rejection or no rejection, I want to prosper you and you will be successful. Let's look at Genesis 21. Now, before Genesis 21, the, the drama continues with Haka and Sarah, but eventually there's no point where God never fulfilled his promise to Abraham. Next slide, Genesis 21, the birth of Isaac. The Lord kept his word and did for Sarah exactly what he had promised. Exactly what he had promised. She became pregnant and she gave birth to a son for Abraham and in his old age. This happened at just the time God said it would. Now, Immediately after that, God confirms the promise. What does Sarah do? If you first forward the verses, Sarah is like, Dada, let's get rid of Hagar and his son. Now, when you got your promise, you are sorted. Uh, you are making billions or you are happily ever after at home. No one is rejecting you. You've got your promotion. And the same Sarah is like, let's get rid of Hagar and Ishmael. Genesis 21, 12 to 13 says, But God told Abraham, do not, but don't Now, Abraham here, before this verse, he was frustrated that, but he's my son. But baby, you know, how can we do that? And this is what God says to Abraham. But God told Abraham, do not be upset over the boy and your servant. Do whatever Sarah tells you. Amen to our wives. Praise the Lord. Uh, for Isaac is the son through whom your descendants. But look at verse 13. But I will also make a nation of the descendants of Hagar's son. Because he is your son too. The promise doesn't stop. We serve a God who does not lie. We serve a God when he speaks, he never changes his mind. So I want to encourage you church, that whatever God has said, when the Bible says, all things work for the good for those who love the Lord, you know you love the Lord and you now know that God is going to cause whatever situation you are in to work for your good. We need to hold on to the promises of God. We need to hold on. So, the whole drama continues, but we see Isaac being born. The whole drama continues up until Joseph. But all I'm saying is, God never took back his word. What God said, if God said start that business, if God said this will happen to you, it's going to happen. But it is up to us now. We need to hold on to that promise. You see, this promise is not going to hold on when we face rejection and we run away. If you are running away right now, I want to tell you, come back and submit to your master. Because you see, God is about to do something in your life that he cannot do there if he has not dealt with it here. God has to teach you submission first before he appoints you to be a leader. God has to teach you to be on time when your connect group leader is saying, we meet at half past six, you are then half past six. And boy, if she's harsh, praise the good Lord, probably she will stop, but you are there half past six next time until she becomes stop becoming harsh. Because you see, God has to teach you submission and honoring time. Sometimes we look at people who reject us and we make it about us. And we make it about them hating us and how it belittles us. No, it's not that. God, what do you want to do in my life? In this situation. And we face it head on. The second point. The second point. We need to love the word of God. Guys, I really encourage you. This Bible, it cost us approximately 400 and something. It's probably five to six by now. But every time you open this Bible, it, it explains the word for you easily. There are times when you will look at this and you're like, boy, what is he saying? Haga, how do you even spell that? Do you understand? There are, there are stories where the Lord is my shepherd, and I shall not want. And then the same Bible below here, it explains what could that mean. So it's like you have sobs in your room explaining the verse for you, or you have Pastor Wayne in your room, or Pastor Trish in your room explaining it for you, but in a word form. I really encourage you, let us love the word of God. Let us love it so much that if you want to do theology, you do theology. Because you see, this is what is going to change your life. What we are saying today, you may forget it. Because afternoon, you're going to listen to Metro, and then love, 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 love. And then World Cup comes, and then emotions do that. And then you wake up tomorrow, you do your quiet time. Maybe you don't do it on Tuesday, and then you fight with your wife on Wednesday. And then boom, Thursday, you don't do it. And Friday, you're like, oh, life is so unfair. But if you love this, this will sustain you. Whether France wins or doesn't win, this will sustain you. (laughs) Praise the Lord. So, love the word of God. At work, uh, this week I had a very tough one. I was re- there's this manager, and she just knows how to get to me. She knows how to get to me, and I- I'm sort of like, it's not the one I was telling you about. You see, managers don't like me. It's another manager now. It's another manager. So, 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 so this manager. So, so you say the problem is with me. <laughs> Let the Lord examine me, Jesus. Now look, 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 look what happens. I set up a meeting because I wanted to present to her what I want to do in her area. She doesn't accept. I go to the meeting and I call her, are you coming? She said, no, I can't have a meeting with you without your manager. So I'm like, Jesus. I'm so undermined. Lord, I've got two children, one wife, you're undermining me. Whether you don't, you are not married yet. Oh, Jesus. So, so my own emotions rather like, if you were here, I was gonna Jesus you right now. Praise the Lord, she was not there. So I walked back to the office. I'm like, how can I be so undermined? You know? And she then sets up a meeting and one of the engineers is like, don't go, Sobs. Don't go. She must also meet at marriage 11. Uh, when they are at engineer level, don't go. And But something stays in my head like, no, I'm not like her. I'm going to go. And I, I tell this engineer, I'm like, no, sister, I'm not like her. I don't want, I can't do that, but I'm not like her. So I go to the meeting. Oh, Jesus, I wish I did not go. I wish I did not go. So I get to the meeting. There are managers. Guys, she gave me how disappointed she is in me. How disappointed she thought I would have done this by now. But she expressed her heart, how disappointed she is. And it was almost home time. And I wrote a message to my wife. Baby, what time are you picking me up You know, <laughs> during this meeting? But at that time, I left so disgusted. I was like, Lord, I can't take this anymore. i house business, guys. Let's pace things up, man. What are happening with customers there? Let's pace things. I can't take this anymore. But look what happened the following day. Woke up the following day, I have my quiet time with God because, you know what, I love this word. I love this word so much because, you see, when you open this word, especially at mornings, for me, it just pops out. You know, it's like, wow, really? And especially when they explain here, it does that. So I wake up on Thursday and uh, and 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 God ministers to me, not about the situation, I was just reading the word. On the day, my, my attitude changes. I start to do an, work on another project that she did not touch on, which where disappointment was not expressed. I'm still going to present the same project to her uh, next week. And as I poured myself into this project, I learned that I'm about to save the company almost one million plus. True story, guys. On Thursday, no, on Friday, I learned that if I confirm A, B, C, D tomorrow when I present to her again I'm going to show her look, if we implement this project we will save 1. million plus now if I had stayed in that mind of being undermined and rejected, I assure you I would have never picked that up but because when we face isolation and people hate on us when we take this word This gives us strength. The peace that surpasses all understanding. When this word says, enjoy, when this word says, rejoice during trials, you take this word and you're like, Lord, I'm going to smile during this trial amongst the managers who were there, who saw, who heard her saying, she's disappointed in me, and I'm going to do my best today. And I'm the only one who could have seen the saving because it's my area. Are you with me? Yes. So all I 'm saying is, when we love the Word of God, life changes. Yes. You love the God, you love the Word of God, and you remember what God says, rejection will never touch you. Yes. Oh yes, it will come, it will come at a boardroom, it will come in many forms, but it won't touch you. Yes. Love the word of God. Excuse me. In a connect group, one of the things we were talking about in the South coast was, when you love someone, what do you do? You make time. You make sacrifices. You don't miss date night. You are always there for your children's soccer game because you love them. And I want to encourage you guys this morning that let us sacrifice for this word. It's not easy waking up in winter at uh, 4.50 a.m. It's not easy. It's not easy. Especially when you had to put Olua who sleeps at half past nine every night. But you make time for the word. Even if it's lunchtime, even if it's in the evening. But you make time for the word of God. If I don't make time for my wife, within no time, a week or two, I will feel disconnected from her. She will also feel disconnected from me. Whether we like it or not, it's going to happen. It's the same thing with the word of God. If we see the word of God, can I, where's Liam, can you bring me water? It's the same thing with the word of God. If we don't spend time with God on a regular basis, we will get the disconnection. And I want you guys to remain connected to God all the time. So I'm going to do an illustration. um, And I want to show you the power of the word of God. Say power. power. Good. So we are going to see the power of what the word does. And we've been saying this for a lot of times. And I want you guys to see this. He wants to see the power of the word of God. Okay. So what you see here is about. So when we are Christians, the Bible says, this is you. We are in Christ, right? right? You don't change. You are always in Christ. When you become born again, you are in Christ. That's what the Bible says. So if we love the Bible, we take it for what it says, right? So this is you. And these are your problems here. Uh, condemnation, no money. Uh, what, else? what else? Manager issues. <laughs> Which manager? Many managers. Okay, your business is not doing well. Your applications are not doing well. You are so frustrated, oh my goodness. You don't understand the Word of God. You don't understand Pastor Wayne. Your connect group leader. He or she is not on time. But he expects you to be on time. Oh. worship leader. He's not on time as well. Oh my Jesus. I've been asking Bongega to lead. She doesn't get me to lead anymore. I always back, back, back all the time. Oh, we have lots of issues, eh? Oh. Wait until my nephew, who Ayabuba takes my phone and puts it in water. Oh Jesus. Now look at this. You wake up every morning. You come to church on Sundays. This is the word of God. You pour it up on your life. Oh boy. Seems like nothing is happening. Mm-hmm. Problems are still there. Can we all see? Yeah. Can you see at the back, Benina? Small, so, well, can you help us, please? I'm sure you can carry the five liters we're gonna put here. Okay. Cause, cause I, need Benina to see, I need Benina to see this. It's too high for me. Be nice. Be nice be nice be nice you see now if God did not deliver me from the heart issue I would probably be sitting down by now or whatever ministering we're going to be doing here i would be like pastor will minister to me yeah. amen so you you come to church on Sunday they are still there it's like nothing is happening I'm still rejected I'm still not happy at work tenders are still not coming in you go to connect group, same thing. You go home, you pray every day, you come to church, and eventually there's change in your life. These balls, they start going up. The more you put in the word, you come to church every Sunday, you come to the World Cup, you interact with, uh, you interact with Christians every day, you listen to one gospel, what happens to the problems? What happens to the problems? They go up. Who's taking them up? The Word. Guys, the Word changes us. You can't change yourself. You can't deal with yourself. The Word will deal with you. Allow the Word to deal with you. Allow the Word to deal with you. You can't. You can't stop smoking on your own. You cannot stop masturbation on your own. You can't. You can't deal with your manager on your own. You need the Word of God to deal with him. And them hallelujah. That is why Mam Fundis was saying we need to operate at a spiritual level not at a natural level. We cannot survive at a natural level. There's a quote that normally says I won't come to your level because you will attack me there. No. We are at a spiritual level. Let's keep going to church. Every Sunday I don't miss church I go to first Fridays and look what happens. Boom. The problems are on top. Now what happens here? Everyone sees your problems because this is what's standing out. You go to church, you come back. They are still there. Ah, inconsistency. The people see how selfish you are because they are still there. You don't give up on the word. When we fast in January, you fast. Look what happens. Let me do it, my brother. Let me do it. I I practice this. Okay. Now put the jug in the bowl. Okay. So look what happens. We love the word, eh? We want the promises of God, eh? Oh, you come to, co- you meet for coffee with Sandile. Look at that. The problems fall off. Now fall off problems. There we go. There we go. There we go. There we go. Two problems are left, eh? The word is dealing with the problems. Are you with me? The problems are not what? Okay. But one problem left. Praise the Lord. Amen. Thank you. We can take that out. So, so, I'm about to close. So, here's what I... uh, There's a quote by William Curry. I hope you'll catch up with me, A.V. But it says, the future is as bright as the promises of God. That's how bright the future. Church, the truth is in the word of God. If we love the word of God, daily, you spend time on this word, you can never go wrong. There's a verse I want to read in uh, in, in in Joshua 1.8. In Joshua 1.8, it says, you're going to have to fast forward with me, uh, A.V. It says, study this book, Of instructions. Continually. Continually. Jesus. Not only Sundays. Not only your connect group. Continually. He makes it even more dramatic. Meditate on it day and night. So you will be sure to obey everything written in it. Now look at this. You see, you must love the word so much that you look at word for word. Look at this. It says, Only then. Only then. It's not me. It's the Bible. It says, Only then will you prosper and succeed in all you do. Only then. You see me. I am prospering. And I am successful. Because I meditate on this day and night. I may be inconsistent. I may miss a week sometimes. But... I meditate on this word day and night. You may look at me like I'm not prospering. I am prospering. You see, if you look at me at this level, you won't see that I'm prospering. Because me, I'm here. So you cannot see what is here. I am prospering and I'm being successful. Do you know why? Because I meditate on this word. This word, it gives me ideas on how to do my business. It gives T ideas on how to host events for his company. It gives sandile how to do business. The same word. You get wisdom there. Like, wow, Lord, you spent time with your disciples. Let me spend time with my employees. You understand? This word changes us. Sometimes we go all the way looking for people to minister to us, which is good. But it starts with the word of God. Because what's in the word of God will sustain you. There's a last slide. Last slide. We got this from Pastor Wayne. It was two or three years back and this is how you can love the word of god this is how you can love the word of god this is not the best one maybe you can invent a new one but this is how we are, are doing it we do this principle you wake up every morning and you turn on worship especially when you wake up at four fifty a.m you, you you can't just go straight to the word i can't i turn on worship And I yawn, yes, Jesus loves me, you know. And eventually I kick in prayer there. I pray and I pray slowly. Prayer kicks in. And then I read the word of God. How do I read the word of God? Look at the wired steps there. You need to have a journal. Don't use your phone. Don't use your phone. Because you know why? That notification will come in. He made a comment at 12 o'clock. He made a comment, Jesus. Uh, Let's see. Could be the one. Do you understand? (laughs) Oh, you got that. Okay, so you write it on your channel. There's no phone at that time. What your phone is doing is playing your worship song. And not louder for people not to wake up. Especially my wife. you don't want to wake my wife up. Okay. And then I, you interpret it for yourself. What is being interpreted as you are reading the word? You write the interpretation down. You don't keep it here. This is just one page. And then you write what is being revealed to you on the same page. And then you examine yourself. Remember, examine yourself by uh, Pastor Knox. You write the examination in yourself. Oh, Lord, I'm not, love is patient. Love is, I haven't been patient. Uh, Love is not gentle. Oh, Lord, I haven't been gentle. Examine me, Lord. in me, Father. Oh, Lord, I've been disrespecting my manager. Oh, Lord, deal with me. Oh, Lord, I've been gossiping about this leader. Oh, Father, deal with me. Oh, Father, I've been loving my mother because the Bible says, honor your mother and father so that you can live for many years in this world. Oh, I've been doing that, Lord. You examine yourself. Search me, oh, God. This word will do that for you. And lastly, you make a devotion. Devotion now is now prayer. That, Lord, thank you that you are going to help me to love my manager. Thank you that you're going to lend, help me, Lord, to to be there on time. Thank you, Lord, that when rejection comes, it won't touch me anymore. I'm going to do my best to smile, Lord, even though I'm being isolated and condemned and told how incompetent I am. Thank you, Lord, for your word. This is the wired principle. This is what Pastor Wayne called it. And it's still that. We've learned a lot in BFC where we talk about specking as well. But... This is one of many principles you can apply to show to yourself your love for the word of God. And also for you to capture the promises that God has said to you. Love the word of God. Make time for the word of God. It's not easy. I'm not standing here saying I do this every week. Sometimes I skip a week. Sometimes I skip two weeks. And I thank God for people who hold me accountable who are like, Chap, how are you doing? And then I'm like "A, hey, and then I go back. Sometimes I'm inconsistent for a month, Sometimes I do it with my wife, and then we become inconsistent, Sometimes I do it alone. Do you understand? It's a journey. But my prayer is that we will get it and be consistent, because all lies in us spending time with the word of God. Amen. 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 So as we stand, may we stand. May we stand. There was a lot to share, but I believe this is what God wanted to say to all of us. Uh, A.V., you can assist me there, but I remember when I went, I was looking for funding for my business last year and I drove all the way from here to East London to convince these guys to fund my business. And you will understand that from here to entire, that probably five hours, And then from Tata to East London, it's another three hours. And when I got there, A.V., I hope you're coming. And when I got there, I presented so well, I took my staff in Umtata like I wanted wanted them to see. And I was so convinced because, remember, they had told me they won't fund me two weeks before. I said, you know what, let me come to you because I know if you see me, I believe the presence of the Lord is with me. You know, you would want to fund me because I know this better than how the email interpreted it. God there presented, these guys were like, no, we're not gonna fund this business. One of the guys, uh, take it lower, AV. this is very important, take it lower, my friend. One of the guys stood up and said, this business can never work. I can never fund this type of business. You don't even have an experience in businesses. And he stood and he was so confident. Why would I need this type of service? Why? And I was like, Jesus, this guy, more or less young, young, same WhatsApp group in terms of age. Color, same WhatsApp group. Neighborhood, same WhatsApp group. And at that time we left. Drove all the way back alone, back to Deben, same day. You. But today, the business has been running for a year plus two months. No funding. No funding. No funding. Here's what I want to tell you. Rejection must never put you down. It must never. You must never allow it to do that. When I left these guys, I said to them, you know what? I'm going to prove to you in six months that this model works. When I left them, I had nothing. No delivery car, nothing. came back to Deben and I made that bold statement. For six months, we delivered on foot. For six months, my guys would take taxis to deliver the product we wanted to get to the customer. We made no money, but we wanted to see if the model works or not. My family came in to support where they could. We only got a delivery vehicle in December, which was approximately seven months later. Even then, I did not know how we were going to get the delivery vehicle. But God made a provision. It doesn't end there. This year in April, someone saw our delivery vehicle from Cape Town. He saw it and he called me and he says he wants to meet with me. He drove all the way from Umtata to see me in Deben. Because he wanted to buy us a second delivery vehicle. Right now, I told the guy, I said, wait, we had planned to buy this vehicle in September, October. He said he's going to wait. That was three months ago, four months ago. He reminded me now, said, Sobs, we must buy. He's preparing paperwork as we speak. Because we wrote it down that this year, we want a second delivery vehicle. God, the Bible says, he knows the desires of my heart. He sees what I can do and what I cannot do. He made a provision from someone. This guy was not even born again. Because God can use anyone. When we listen to God and we love his word. I'm really closing. And all I want to say church is do not shy away. Do not shy away. When we worship and we say his promises are yes and amen. No one can stand in front of you and say no. No one can take you down. Rejection does not define you, but God defines you. And God is the word. The word will give you your definition you're looking for. You can go to Google, look look for identity scriptures. It's easy. When you are facing isolation, Google isolation scriptures. The apps we have on our phones, they also do that easily. When you want to have strength, write strength and you'll get those scriptures. You are a winner and you are an overcomer because of the word of God.